Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending September 25th, 2020. I'm Sophie Antal-Gibert, and I'm joined today by our quantitative investment strategist, Kara Ng. Good morning, Kara. How are you? Good morning, Sophie. It's a pleasure to see you, um, even just virtually as we're all dialing in from our home offices here still. Um, but I'm excited to pick your brain on three topics that have sort of been at the forefront of the news and of a lot of people's minds, certainly investors' minds. One is um, we saw a market sell-off um, and you know, sort of getting close to correction territory there um, in uh, just this week. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that, where you're seeing those sell-offs happen, where you think it might go from there. Um, we also saw some pretty big disparities continuing in positioning between value and growth factors um, in performance. And then lastly, I'd love to get an update from you on the U.S. fiscal stimulus. I know that we don't get non-farm payrolls until next week, but in anticipation of that, any thoughts that you might have to share on that? Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. Well, maybe let's start at the top. We had some interesting um, market performance this week, uh, certainly when you look at the S&P 500. Can you explain to us what happened, what caught your eye, and what should we be looking towards for next week, maybe? Yeah, sure. So the question I've been getting is that since the peak on September 2nd, the S&P 500 sold off almost 10%. And the question I get is, is this a correction or the start of a new bear market? Uh, now, that's a valid question, and I hesitate to answer because 2020 has taught us to be humble with predictions and respectful of tail risks. But with the information we have today, the sell-off is likely just a correction and not the start of a new bear market. That's reassuring. That's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> start with the good news. All right. Start with the good news. Most times, market reaction is driven by new news. In this particular instance, uh, market reaction seems to be driven by how it's digesting old news. The topics that we keep bringing up in market reviews, the known unknowns are virus resurgence versus vaccine progress, U.S. elections, timeline of further fiscal stimulus, global trade relations, and economic uh, recovery progress. Now, we can speculate that the market is now more worried about U.S. physical support running out or a European second wave, but the overall view and balance of risk hasn't drastically changed. Leading up to the equity peak on September 2nd, the market had started to show signs of some euphoric sentiment and some survey positioning and technical indicators. Implied earnings expectations for some megatech companies were especially rich. When pockets of the market run too optimistic, a small reset is normal. Corrections are a healthy part of the stock market. Okay. Well, so speaking of corrections and um, and sort of healthy parts of stock markets, I know that at Russell Investments, we have a sort of strategic view and, and preference for value, um, which in the long run has historically, you know, worked well, um, but in the more recent history has been challenging. And in the most, most recent um, sort of period, has continued to be challenging um, with the with value sort of lagging um, behind growth. Can you give us some perspective on why that is and what might cause that to turn? How, how should we, you know, if, if um, investors are focused on, on value um, stocks and value opportunities, how long might we need to wait for that? With respect to relative performance, um, so here's some context. Since the Russell 1000 peak on September 2nd, uh, Russell 1000 value has fallen 7%, while Russell 1000 growth has fallen 11%. That slight rotation hasn't been as beneficial to our um, investment thesis as we would like because of the massive lead growth in U.S. stocks had coming into the recent correction. 
growth had done so well up until September that the month and month uh, month to date trends in favor of value stocks only reset the relative style performance back to um, mid August levels. Um, for additional context, between the U.S. equity uh, bottom on March 23rd and the peak on September 2nd, R1000 value had rallied uh, about 48%, while R1000 growth had rallied uh, 79%. So that kind of dynamic is unusual. Early cycle recovery usually benefits more cyclical factors like value over growth. But this COVID episode was unique in that many growth companies like Facebook, uh, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google have business models that thrive in lockdown and online-only environments. That said, we do see that the daily relative performance between value and growth factors, or um, more broadly, non-U.S. versus U.S. regions, or low beta defensive versus high beta cyclical exposures, are driven by recovery versus pandemic news flow. Since the equity market bottom, the best days for value outperformance over growth are driven by recovery-related events. So headlines about recovery optimism or um, oh, uh, reopening optimism, um, Europe and Japan stimulus announcements, blowout U.S. job reports, or uh, promising vaccine results. The worst days for value versus growth involve headlines about dovish central banks, weak economic data, or COVID resurgence. Over the next several weeks, there may be some near-term uncertainty around U.S. elections or um, stalled U.S. fiscal stimulus or a global second wave. But by the end of Q4, U.S. election results will be known. If we don't get a U.S. fiscal package before the election, we're likely to get a large package in 2021. A vaccine may be approved. Once we get through this patch of volatility and as the economic recovery unfolds over the next 12 months, we believe a rotation towards value, non-US and cyclical stocks will play out. Okay, great. And and when you mentioned the R1, obviously that's the, the Russell 1000 Russell index that, that people are familiar with. And we like to use the shorthand R1. So um, for those of you in the know, um, one last, so you mentioned U.S. fiscal stimulus and the importance that that, that is likely to have um, in, the next, in the next few months. Can you give us a quick update on where does that stand right now? Bottom line, unsatisfactory progress. An additional coronavirus stimulus package before the election is looking less and less likely. The labor market is only half recovered, and this week's jobless claims suggest that easy gains are now behind us. Consumer income will likely drop, but hopefully households have some buffer given um, high savings rate during this recovery. How this income air pocket plays out will be a wash point. Okay. Well, and we'll obviously get the non-farm payroll report next Friday, which will give us some more indication about where things are headed there. Um, Kara, this is all we have time for today, but thank you very much for your insights. Um, greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back again soon. <music>